this young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this cabinet, are actually young noble leaders of the world. So if we penetrate the cabinets, the change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare to take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. Well, good morning, everybody. It's Friday. Let's end the week on a positive note. My truck started, so there was no EMP. The power plant's still making steam, so there's electricity. And the internet, well, it's still up and running. So I guess we haven't come to an end so far. Everybody uh, still hates Putin. Love Zelensky. Remember that article in the in the magazine was at the time or post or whatever people magazine that said we're all socialists now. And that was years ago. And everybody was like, fuck you, we're not socialists. We're not communists. But apparently we are because it seems like everybody loves Ukraine and Zelensky. And I'm not a fan of Russia either. In fact, I wouldn't want to sit down and have a fucking beer with either one of them. I wouldn't mind some of that, you know, Russian vodka they're pouring out. <clears throat> because, fuck, I'll drink vodka. Or nothing else, I'll barter it. So apparently we're all, <clears throat> we're all socialists now. Or communists. Or whatever. But you got to keep in mind, Russia is not the Soviet Union. Russia collapsed, you know, back in, what, 80s when the Berlin Wall came down and everything. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And it all collapsed and fell apart and turned into a big pile of steaming shit. And then out of the ashes came current today's Russia. Did they have problems? Sure. Because America, we didn't really go to war with them, you know, like blowing shit up and everything. So we felt no obligation to rebuild them. We didn't send over Anthony Robbins to teach him how to be motivated and become free market capitalists again and how to rebuild their fucking economy. You, you would think they would know because Austria is kind of right over there in Austrian economics. But, you know, they had their problems. Russia today is uh, really trying to be less you know, assholes. And, you know, the people all that I've met and know and listened to and 
channels and stuff on YouTube and stuff. You know, talk about how Russia's paying them lots of money, really. Programs and stuff to have children, big families. They're, they're Christian or um, they own private property. So I, I don't get it, but everybody hates them. And when they fell down, you know, fell flat on their face, you know, America didn't bend over and go, hey, can we help you up? No, we were just typical Americans. Busy. We're busy. La, 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 la. So we are kind of in the, the throes of collapse now, I would say. Like, there's a really good book. I'll try to remember to put a link in the notes, you know, show notes at the bottom of the page or whatever. And it was by Ayn Rand, who was a you know, Russian immigrant, came over here as a youngin. And uh, she wrote the book called We the Living. And it was all about the collapse of Russia when they fell to the to communism. And I, I don't remember the exact dates. She was, uh, it was probably in the 20s, so it was probably maybe, you know, the czars that came in and fucked things up. And maybe even before Stalin and Lenin. But, you know, I don't remember because she doesn't get into it in the story because it's a, it's a story. Now, a lot of people ask her if it was an autobiography of her life. Which she uh, replied, no, but it's as close as I will ever get to writing an autobiography of what happened, you know, to me as a child and my family. And, and it's, it's an interesting book because it kind of chronicles the, where they were before this took place, you know, and, and the gal in the story's father owned a furniture manufacturing company and it, it would be like looking at a slice of America back in the 20s where you know Bob goes to work and he pulls himself up by his own bootstraps and opens a factory and becomes wealthy and becomes one of the you know predominantly wealthy people in the country and so did a lot of other people and then all of a sudden socialism starts leaking in you know the the bourgeois and the nouveau riche or whatever they call them and i'm not really good at history and i read I, I i like the book only as a story but when you really look at how it collapsed and how quick it collapsed and how fucking awful it was and how the you know the women are trying to just get perfume but you know the the people in charge didn't want that that was a sign of you know capitalism basically and it's just like no now they're wealthy people you know that had taken over they had perfume and lipstick and nice outfits and they went to big parties and balls and all that because it was you know they were working for the people just like our our fucking hypocritical green people nowadays you know that leonardo dicaprio and you know what the fuck's his stupid name you know al gore and the inconvenient ripoff or whatever they fly all over in their private jets even if they're not part of that group all the rich get to fly private and all that because they have credits see like 
if I'm hurting you in a way, like they think about planet Earth, you know, we're, we're killing Mother Earth. She's going to die. We're all going to die. You know, then, uh, and I'm hurting you, but because somebody that controls you is selling me credits to hurt you, it's okay. See? Look, I, I have a credit here. I can break another one of your fingers because I paid extra for that. And what are you going to, oh, okay. No. So if, if they really believed it, Glenn Beck in his book, um, The Great Reset, talks about Greta Thornburg or whatever her name is, um, the environmentalist young kid. You know, when she grilled the United Nations about how we're killing her generation and destroying the earth and all that, and she really ripped on everybody and said, if you cared, you would do something about it. And, And Glenn Beck in the book says, you know, that's how she really believes because that's what we say we believe. And so if, if the people passing the Green New Deal and doing all this stuff really believed it, they would be like her, trying to fix it. So she's kind of pissed because she even knows they're hypocritical liars. So, you know, it was, it was a good point. So our, our country and us are now being lied to on such a, a ginormous level that we all think Russia is bad for no other reason than because the media says Russia is bad. That's it. I don't care, you know, and, and I've gone through a, a, a dichotomy or a slice of people I talk to, and a lot of the our customers in our business are you know, older, retired, military, I need a lot of them are military. You know, we give out, you know, military discounts and 90% of our customers are retired military. So they've been raised in the school of Cold War thinking and, you know, Russia bad, Russia bad, Russia bad. We're the great guys, which at one time was true. And so you can't really fault them. Because they've been almost indoctrinated over the years in the military to believe that Russia is bad. Coming out of the Cold War and all that. It's like the movie with Brandon Fraser, you know, Blast from the Past, where his father, you know, builds that big underground, you know, like fallout shelter or bunker back then. And they, they lived there for years and years underground because they thought the war ended. And, and then when they come out and Brandon Fraser, like, you know, sells some baseball cards and stuff and millions of dollars and finally gets his parents to come out of the bunker. His father, who's placed by uh, Christopher Walken, you know, he's shocked. He's like, so Russians are our friends now. See, because he can't get that out of his head because he was raised and believed and kept underground for so many years that he, he just can't see that. So he doesn't trust them. And that's the people that are talking to us now. There's not too many people in the news that are, you know, young, that really make a statement, you know, that are younger. There are all these old dogs from CNN and MSNBC and, 
you know, they'll, they'll, you know, whoever they are that just been taught that Russia is bad. Or they just, you know, they, they consider it their scapegoat and they're just going to throw rotten eggs at it because, hey, ratings. But the younger people I talk to will kind of question it. You know, especially the ones that haven't been tuning into the bullshit, you know, but a lot of the, the, the hosts that are younger thinking people, you know, kind of look at it. It's like, well, you know what I see Russia doing for their people is pretty good. What Russia's doing for their country is pretty good. In fact, Russia has more rights than America, and they see that. And they're not buying into the old, you know, pre-programmed dogma that Russia's bad. Why? Because Putin's bad. Why? Because he was KGB. Why? Because he's Russian. Well, so? Yeah, but he's part of the KGB. See, they get into that idiocracy loop. It's like, well, you know, it's got Brando. But why does it got Brando? Because that's what they put in Brando. Why do they put electrolytes in Brando? Because that's what's in Brando. So, it's the same fucking thing. So, I've gotten kind of tired of it because, you know, Russia, you know, from the, the people that are inside Russia that are actually talking truth, you know, saying, well, it's, it's not that bad. What Russia's trying to do is is take over the country without blowing it off the fucking map, which they could do. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could just, you know, they could literally swarm the place and just kill everybody. They'd still have the, have the buildings and all that, but they'd just kill everybody. Well, if they wanted to kill everybody, then they would, uh, they'd use some kind of a hydrogen bomb or whatever they are that just don't destroy buildings and stuff. It just, the the waves kill people. I don't remember that magic technology. He could EMP them, just shut them off and, and surround them and let them starve. So, you know, like last night in the news, everybody's freaking the fuck out about Russia bombed a nuclear power plant. This is going to be six to ten times worse than Chernobyl. Russia is shelling a nuclear power plant. And then it's like, it's not just a nuclear power plant, Bob. It is the largest nuclear power plant in Europe. It is like one of the five largest power plants in Europe. It's like, well, you just said it was the largest. Yeah, it's one of those. And Russia is bombing it. What the fuck are they thinking? Russia's crazy. Oh, you find out it's it's a parking lot uh, that's on fire in front of the administration building. And also putting out outrageous disinformation that the Russians purposely shelled and caught a six nuclear reactor complex, the largest in Europe, in Ukraine, on fire, and that it was releasing radiation and melting down. First, they'd hit the plant, and it was on fire and melting down. Then it was only a radiation leak, and then now we learned it wasn't a radiation leak, and there wasn't radiation, and now we learned the plant actually wasn't hit, but some armored vehicles outside of it. So whether you love Putin or hate Putin, we need to love the truth here. And the first casualty of war, as they say, is truth. And both sides have been putting out disinformation. But as usual, the West has absolutely won the gold medal or gotten the blue ribbon when it comes to total disinformation and propaganda. And we have just been told so many lies so far about Ukraine and the whole situation. Putin was very, very clear that if NATO continued to expand onto its borders, he was going to attack. Turns out months before, he told G he was going to do it. He told him weeks before at the Olympics. Russians were on TV, high-level members of their Duma, their parliament, 
saying we're going to invade on February 22nd, which they did. So once again, see, they're, they're, they're shoveling shit right into the, our open cranians and just pouring shit in there. And so gravity, the way it is, when you open your mouth, what comes out? Shit. That's what's fucking happening. Now, I don't really know if Russia and Putin's long game really is. I know I, could, I, I know what he said. Keep you, you know, NATO out of my fucking backyard. And he said that for years. And even NATO didn't really want to, you know, Ukraine. But there was a push for it somewhere. And Russia just, you know, got tired of it and said, well, then this is what I'm going to do. And based on our history with NATO and Russia, he's looking at it. It's like, I, I got to do something now. I can't wait because it's a chess move to him. You know, and he is a, a grandmaster at chess. He's actually, well, he's way better than Biden anyway, or any of our Pentagon leadership, or any of our strategists, or fucking anyone in the military in America. Because, I, you know, all the good guys, like I talked about, were kicked to the curb under Clinton. You know, and then there were some okay guys, and then they were kicked to the curb under Obama. Now there's nothing but a bunch of fucking woke tards running our fucking our military like Millie Vanilli and Austin Powers. They're fucking mental midgets when it comes to Putin. And it doesn't, I'm not saying Putin's like great and I want to, you know, like I said, have a beer with him or something. He just outshines them in every facet of thinking. So I, I don't know, but I'm sick of it because... You remember how long it took America to get involved in, in World War uh, One or wherever it was, you know, fighting Germany and all that shit going on? I mean, even Eddie Izzard, the comedian, does a skit about it. It's like, you know, where's America? And it's like, oh, they're still over there having their morning coffee. And it's like, yeah, we'll be there soon enough. So it was years before we got involved and, you know, finally created a coalition that kicked Germany's ass because he was doing a pretty good fucking job fucking things up so apparently in america back then everybody was working they were happy you'd watch the news germany just invaded poland and killed thirty thousand people and and the americans were drinking their coffee reading the paper it's like god shit it just fucking surrendered you know maybe germany's not that bad of a guy maybe hitler's okay who the fuck knows what they were thinking but we weren't all like oh my god oh my god we've got to go We've got to figure this out. We got to meddle in someone's business. And so then, you know, with all the talks with Churchill and all this shit going on behind the scenes and, you know, got everyone to think that Hitler really wasn't the bad guy. And, you know, and and then, you know, same with Japan. You know, Japan's not going to bomb us. See, all the same bullshit. And then it happened. And then we got involved, finally. And then we sent some troops over, some peacekeepers, you know. Pretty soon, it's like World War fucking one and two. Well, we weren't meddling in, in other people's business before that. You would think that Europe and our friends, you know, the royal family in England, getting bombed, shelled, and blown the fuck off the map. I mean, literally killed and eradicated. And what were we doing about it? Having coffee. Going to work. Minding our own fucking 
business. And then finally, somebody in the Pentagon or whatever it was back then said, you know what? If we play our cards right and we don't let this uh, crisis go to waste, we can create what will, will be called in the future the military-industrial complex. And then we will freak people out in America so much that we'll be able to tax the fuck out of them. Because we've been wanting to tax them for a long fucking time. But, you know, we don't have any income tax. So what are we going to do about it? So they got everyone to, you know, freak out, panic. I, I guess I'm into movies and books today because like Knight's Tale, that book with uh, Heath Ledger, you know, and he changes his stars. You'd have to watch it to get it. Um, before he jousts a new competitor as he's working his way up the ranks, his, his handlers, his dudes, his friends, they're like, yeah, that's uh, Sir whatever the fuck his name is, you know. He just got back from the war. It's like, oh, really? It's like, yeah. He was, you know, raping and pillaging young girls at the, at the village and, you know, like three-year-olds and stealing their money and hurting their women and killing the men. And then he would, you know, Heath Ledger would get all mad. He's like, fuck him. Yeah. And go out there and, you know, win. So they were psyching him up, see, and that's, that's what our, our media does now. And so they psyched us all up, and then we entered World War I, and then two, and then that's been nothing but fucking war since then. And if you follow the money, our military budget went from, well, what the fuck do we need all this shit for, to like huge budget. You know, our military budget's bigger than... Fucking Russia's almost economy, you know, when you really factor in, you know, how much we get fucking skimmed off the top for military. And so when you have that much military money, what are you going to do with it? Well, you can't keep skimming that off the top and not have, you know, Guido and the family fucking whack you unless you got a good reason for all this money being spent for something else besides pasta. So... What do they do? They create more wars. And then they hype more and fucking start more wars and then hype more. So, and, and you can look at it like follow the money. Um, there's money in schools every year when we worried about our little children's getting educated. Well, the problem is we need more money. Oh, see, the problem with our military is we need more money. Oh, problem with our border is we need more money. Oh, so Americans are being milked fucking dry. You know, all the social programs like fucking Roe v. Wade and abortions and, and, and free lunches for illegal aliens or whatever the fuck really are a drop in the bucket. And most Americans do not care. You know, we care when we're spending gazillions of dollars for border security to, to enforce our immigration and then it's a, a, a joke and then they're coming in and then they turn around and go well now that they're here we got to give them you know welfare and medical and all that stuff and it starts dipping into the social programs that we fund and pay for that we didn't care about but now because we spent 
a gazillion fucking dollars securing the border and it's not secure. Now that they're here, oh, I got to pick up the tab on that too. <clears throat> so now free lunches for, you know, peoples of color and stuff becomes a, a, a point of argument. It's like, why? And they're like, what, are you a racist? No, why? I'm saying why because we have border security. You know, we, we're as a nation are going bankrupt on these three departments, education, where we're spending all of our fucking money and our kids are can't even fucking pass a math test. You know, dumb as fucking dirt, learning how to, you know, figure out if they're a boy or a girl. Um, we're paying for this ginormous military industrial complex and yet we're at war with every motherfucker on the planet still and can't win i mean fuck afghanistan or you know the war you know that war for terrorism um lasted so long it's legally old enough to drink now you know at 21 fucking years something and then they're they're like oh we we got a a war on the border we need what do you need guns body armor you know, civilian patrols, more money. Oh, you mean I could take care of this problem by giving you more of my money and I don't have to get involved and be called a racist by my friend Bob? Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, here. Take some more of my money, you know. While you're up in my ass, just pull out another handful of cash while you're raping me. And I go, Okay. So now we have the three biggest fucking expenses. You know, like in, in a household income, what, you know, you got your, your house payment, car payment, utilities and food. You know, that's so, you know, that's where we're at. We got the military that has done jack shit, but get into everybody else's business and fuck things up. And they fucked it up in a way to where people are now mad at us in other countries. So then they do something like try blow up a bunch of buildings and then we go to war with them and we milk that for another 20 years. And, and so they just keep fucking things up when before World War One and Two, we just minded our own business. You have to watch that thing with Eddie Izzard. He's just so fucking funny. It's like, where's the Americans? They're over there drinking coffee and he's like, Ah, uh, yeah, we'll we'll go check it out, bro, in a minute. Having my morning Joe, you know. So we went from that to that to the largest military expenditure and budget in the world. I mean, you can take nineteen twenty countries that are warmongering motherfuckers, and we spend more on on our our peacekeeping than they do on their whole fucking invasion thinking. And then we, we have schools. Let's just get robbed some more, you know. And then we have the border. Oh. So when people tell me that they think Putin is the problem, are fucking idiots. I'm sorry. They're, they're old school thinking from World War One and Two, And then they're young kids that probably think if we throw more money at it, We'll get better results because they've been paying into the school system, and that's what they've been told, or the border. We throw more money at the border, we will be fine. And if you subtract all those three big budgets out of our budget and continue to give people free lunches and hell, fucking even health care, 
we would be setting fat and motherfucking happy with money just fucking floating out into the oceans in all directions because it's just so much money we don't know what to fucking do with it. It's like, here, throw it in the ocean. That way if a refugee's swimming ashore, they could pick up some money and buy a house. We wouldn't care. But we do care. Why? Because we're being fucking lied to. And, and I, I don't care whether your IQ is room temperature or higher. You've got to be able to see this and go, when you, when you stand back and take the you know, thousand foot view of what's going on and stop listening to this little thing and that little thing and you just go, wait a minute, here's the issues. And then you could take those three things and divide it up into three million things and fucking nickel and dime me to death until I die. That's the problem. And for that to happen, you have to lie to me because I'm not just going to voluntarily give you any more fucking money. Well, we'll just take it. But you'll feel good about it because you'll have nothing and you'll be happy. Oh, thank you, Charles Schwab, or whatever fucking dick's name is. So do you see what's happening? So stop fucking worrying about Ukraine. Who the fuck cares? Fuck, we got a border right over here. That's right. Fuck there. We could go in and fix the problem in Mexico and, and then save billions of dollars in money worrying about securing our border. If we just help the people of Mexico who are our fucking neighbors and we love them because they got great fucking Taco Tuesdays. No, we're going to go to fucking Ukraine. Why? Because it's way the fuck over there. and You can't see what we're doing with your money. See, because if you go to Mexico... We would see results instantly and the, the people would be, you know, like going back home going, thank you for fucking cleaning up the fucking drug dealing motherfuckers in my neighborhood. No, we can't do that. No. Or, or like do something with the school budget, which is fucking massive. Or the military budget. No, we, we can't do that. See, so when you, when you get up to that high enough view and just start looking at it, you don't even have to be smart. Just look at it and go, Wow. What a bunch of lying motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. We, it just has to stop. And it's not going to. I mean, it has to. But it's not going to. You know, it's, it's a heart attack waiting to happen in America. But we'll continue to eat sugar and carbs and carbs, you know. And, and as long as the government tells us carbs are good, then we'll, we'll become obese. We'll have diabetes. And we'll fucking die. So... In, in, in America, carbs are war, borders, and schools. And as long as you think it's good, fuck, why worry, man? Everything's great. We're doing great. We're America. We're the greatest nation on earth. Do you see the lie that's being shoveled? You know, and then once you go off the point of view a little bit, five degrees, trying to find your Overton window again, and you go, wait a minute. You know, yeah, I, I support the American flag, but you guys have been fucking lying to us for years. It's like, I, oh, you don't like the flag? No. Or, or fly your state flag instead of your United States flag. And it's like, oh, so you're one of them. You believe in states' rights and sovereignty. Oh, you're a racist. See, it's just like, you know what? Fuck you and fuck your problem. If you really want to feel better about things in the world, just stop watching the media. Start entertaining yourself. Fuck, 
you know, watch, binge watch fucking Dexter, at least, you know, there's a guy that'll kill someone that deserves to fucking die. So what's going to happen in this future? I mean, whether Ukraine or Russia, you know, cyber attacks or China, our money's collapsing, our world's collapsing, our stability is collapsing. Everything is motherfucking collapsing. And as long as we're looking at the next shiny thing, which today happens to be Ukraine, we're not going to see it until we wake up and we are all socialists. And then it's just a matter of a hop, skip and a jump to communism. And then we're gone. America's fucking gone. And I guess that's what people really want. You know, it's just too hard to be an American. It really is. Because, see, back in the day and, you know, before we went running off to war every day and spending trillions of dollars on every fucking stupid pet project that you could think of we could go out and open a business and go bankrupt and lose everything and literally end up living under a fucking bridge with our family because we fucked up well nobody likes that see they they love patriotism until it's time to be you know doing patriot shit you like free markets until you fuck up and that's time to starve and you're like where's my safety net so america's dead it's you know I've done so many podcasts on this. America is dead. Not only did the fat lady sing, she has decomposed. And she was fat. It took a long time for her fucking body to decompose. We're over. And the quicker we can figure it out and start being Americans again and taking care of our neighbors and telling our politicians to go fucking pound sand. And if it requires a little force... They're just going to have to get used to it. It could have ended on January 6th when a million people surrounded the White House and, and, and the Capitol. It could have been peaceful. Just go in, arrest all the police, go stand down. Well, why should you? Know, I don't take orders from you. Yeah, you, you do. Stand the fuck down. There's a million people that said stand the fuck down. Well, they would just because they're all cowards. They would have just walked the fuck away. And then, then we would have had control. You know, it would have made that trucker thing in, in, in Canada look like you know, a rest stop. So that's, you know, not going to happen. So fuck it. I'm done ranting. I'm going to go to McDonald's because they're still open because the world has not collapsed. And I'm going to get their two for 450 deal, which is uh, two sausage, egg, McMuffin things with cheese. So. You guys all have a great day. Think about it. Think about the things they're lying to us about. You know, it's almost as clear as, as your wife telling you, no, he's just my friend while he's sleeping with her in, in your bedroom because you were busy watching football. Love you all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. They invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. That's just my game.